Welcome to Ripstop on the Record, a podcast where fabric enthusiasts and DIY gurus discuss all things make your own gear, with the occasional poor attempt at comedy to keep it interesting. I'm Kyle Baker, the owner and founder of Ripstop by the Roll, and we're excited to have you listening. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Ripstop on the Record, the most amazing podcast that you've listened to, unless you've listened to any other podcast. My name's Carter. Jameson. And the person that just said a name is called Jameson. It's me. All right, so we have a pretty interesting topic, uh, one that uh, Jameson and I have been really excited about. Um, But before we get into what we're doing and what we're talking about today, um, I do want to say there are a few people that reached out and judged me for claiming to be a beer connoisseur and then buying beer from the gas station because I forgot multiple times. And you know what? In this episode, I want to acknowledge that you you are heard, you do have a voice, and I am listening. So today, we actually have a flight of three beers that I've curated for us to drink. Um, of those, we have the Old Nation M43, which is a classic hazy IPA. It's absolutely phenomenal and delicious. Um, we have a, I think it's a new release. This is a pretty, pretty hardcore delicious uh, Founders KBS Maple Mackinac Fudge uh, Imperial. So that's going to be absolutely delicious. And to round it out, we have a Hazy Holiday IPA from Westbrook Brewing called Santa Claw. Um, so we will get our ceremonial beer crack going and then we'll dive right into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Jameson, could you do the honors, please? I would be honored. All right. So today's podcast, uh, Carter and I are going head-to-head on a bike bag sew-off. The rules were simple. We decided them yesterday at like 2 o'clock, which didn't do us any favors other than, for me, a pretty long night and caffeine, anxiety-inducing caffeine today. So rules were simple. We had to create a bike bag that was designed for the handlebar space. Uh, Other than that, there were pretty much no rules after that. It was choose the fabric as you wanted, choose the components, the shape, the size. Uh, it was all up to us and our imaginations. So we have been sworn to strict secrecy. I don't know what Carter has made. Carter does not know what I have made. He doesn't know anything that I've done. Uh, I have no idea what he's done. He's given me a lot of mixed signals. So what we're going to do is we've broken this down into five different sections. We're going to talk about what we did, what we used, why we did that. We're going to roast one another's uh, options and, uh, well, the section titles are, are world-class as well. So Carter, you ready to roll this? Uh, yeah, real quick, just before we get started, I want to say a few things. Number one, um, I am kind of nervous, uh, because I was supposed to make the bike bag last night. Um, and then I fell asleep at like eight o'clock and I woke up at six and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it now. And then I woke up again at like seven forty. So I had to make this during lunch today, um, but I designed everything yesterday. Um, But anyways, just if mine is shitty, I want to acknowledge that um, it's not my fault and it's actually Jameson's fault um, for no reason other than I'm not going to blame myself. Yeah, there are no excuses. By the way, you're going to get to vote on these bags, so we'll post pictures. There will also be a blog special on these, so you'll get to check both bike bags out, see if there's one that you want to redo, and then you'll also tell us, uh, is Carter or is my bike bag better? All right, so these are boxed up. Uh, mine is actually in a, a gift bag because uh, it's a season of giving, and I want to make sure Carter uh, really feels loved here. I'm going to smack him, and I'm going to rip open Carter's box here. Ready? If I must be. 
let's do this. All right, I've got a switchblade to open Carter's. So once again with the skills, one hand to unmute, second hand to cut open this box with a relatively large knife. I was just thinking, like, what if I opened this shit and it was literally just Jameson went to REI and bought like, a, like an REI bike handlebar bag and I just opened it up? That would be something I would do, though. Oh, I can't get it. First impressions of the wrapping is uh, Carter put my own coaster, Rift Up by the World coaster, coming at you soon in the box. So thanks for that. Okay. I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't know if we could have gone. Well, uh, we, we're pretty much two different routes. Do you notice anything about the shape of mine? It's not a circle. It's also not a rectangular prism. Look closely. Kind of is, though. No, it's a trapezoidal prism. I'll explain later about the design details, but it is not a rectangle at all. All right, so uh, because this is a podcast and you cannot see these yet, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna give you first reactions. Carter's bag is a 5.0 Dyneema uh, printed in what can only be really described as, uh, I'm gonna go with Easter pastel stained glass. So there's a lot of purples, greens, some whites, pinks, blues, things like that. Uh, there is Dyneema stretch mesh. There's a white waterproof zipper and then obviously classic back, um, but yeah, roughly a rectangle. Not a rectangle, but uh, so in looking at Jameson's, it's super clean. It's a triangular prism in what is a right triangle, I believe, um, which is a cool, uh, I'll get into this later, but it's a, it's a cool shape. It uh, is made of light skin LS07 and one inch webbing and some grow grain to finish off the number five YKK waterproof zipper. And I have some questions, but I'm going to save those as I, as I look at it. Um, so actually we'll have these, this posted by the time the podcast comes out. So really what you should do right now while you're listening is go onto Instagram and there'll be a side by side of these bags and go ahead and just start looking at those and vote for mine. And then, uh, you can see what we're talking about. I think in the future we are going to plan on doing some video podcasts, but I need to lose about 40 pounds before we do that. I would also like to point out that in the notes for the podcast, it says, what would I tell Mark Cuban? And then it says shark tank instead of shark tank. Just, just so you know what I'm working with here, even though I also wrote that, which I just remembered. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote that. I thought it was you. Well, Mr. Mark, I think that this can be summed up in uh, probably four words. Um, my bike bag. Wow. All right. Carter's elevator pitch. I lost. So somebody looks at my backpack and says, why would I buy this? I'd simply say it's the most functional you can have a square bottom. I think gets things lost. If you're at a stoplight or quickly trying to reach something in your bar in your bar bag and it's squared or round, it's easy to lose things. You're chasing it around the bottom of your bag where with my shape, you get it smaller at the bottom and wider at the top it's easy to access things. Plus, I think it looks a little bit sportier because it's not just a brick on the front of your bar rack. So elevator pitch, it's the most functional, easy access. Yeah, so my, my thoughts there are that I actually use the same logic. It's just that mine is in a different way, um, which I'll get into. But my bag is a trapezoidal prism, meaning that the top, just like yours, is wider than the bottom is. So not only does it make it uh, like 
it fits better, more aerodynamically and the space is used better when it goes down to connect to the head tube. But that same principle still applies. Now you can see it. Look, it's clearly not a rectangle at all. But yeah, so same basic. I my The top of my bag is much longer than the bottom. So you can get in there easier and your stuff doesn't get stuck off in the corners. Um, but yeah, it's funny that we kind of both thought of that. We just achieved it in different ways. Yeah, you do immediately notice is that, yeah. So like where your zipper is, is probably an extra, what, inch wider than the bottom is. So you've taken it from the width, right? Your your shape is coming from the width where my shape is coming from, uh, well, you're, I guess yours almost from the length and mine is coming from the width, right? So you narrowed it from 11 inches wide down to 10 inches wide where mine is the same width all the way across. It's nine and a quarter or something. But when you look at it sideways from the profile, that's where the width comes in, right? And that's a really dramatic shape. So that's super interesting. Once again, just go refer to the pictures, but we did take similar pictures. All right, so that's section one. Section two is give me the deets. Uh, we're just gonna briefly run over every component that we use. This will only take a second because it's a, it's a handlebar bag. But what we used, uh, webbing, fabric, components, things like that, briefly go over that. All right, so I'll start with mine. Uh, you're going to have to show it to me because I made that in a fucking whirlwind today, so I don't quite remember. So it is a triangular prism shape. Um, I don't know the dimensions at all. I just went with what felt right when I was designing the pattern yesterday. I'm going to say that this is uh, 11 inches wide at the top, 10 inches wide at the bottom, 4 inches uh, on the profile, and 6 inches tall. It should be like a 3-inch offset on the bottom. So there's 1.5 inch on each side. Got it. Um, so I use 5.0 custom printed Dyneema. It's in like fallen leaves, but like the crazy pattern. Um, I used um, reflective 5 8 inch black grain. I used white 9.3 ounce stretch Dyneema mesh for the uh, side pockets, which are sweet. Um, I used white number three Eurotech YKK zipper. And then I made some custom zipper pulls out of some one millimeter reflective UHMWPE cordage with uh, some cord end clips. And then I used uh, one of our newest products, a custom printed uh, three quarter inch uh, polyester uh, pack webbing in both uh, robin egg blue and purple to match the bag. Very nice. Um, it is a stunning looking bar bag, no doubts about it. The fallen leaves is, is absolutely wild and you can't not love uh, Dyneema stretch mesh. All right, my bar bag is uh, Light Skin LS7. Um, pretty much 07, LS07, pretty much everywhere I did. Um, that's It's double line in and out. I used one inch grow grain for the zipper pulls. I use a number five zipper. I personally like a little bit bigger zipper. Um, just makes it easier to grab, especially when you're in a rush. Uh, number five reverse mount. I used uh, one sixteenth uh, shot cord for the zipper pull. I like that to be relatively stout, but also easy to grab. Um, is uh, I think I said uh, number five waterproof zipper. There is one inch mil spec webbing for the uh, daisy chain and for the headstand. I also have one inch grow grain on the front for a light mount. Um, I also use five eighth five eighth inch grow grain on the inside to bind the seams. A few things I'll say is uh, you have 1500 pound polyester webbing on the sides, not mil spec, but you know, I'm just the, the specialist here. And then uh, something else that you said wrong that I could roast you on. Oh yeah. 332nd shot cord, not 116th, but yes. Thank you for your help. See, this is how this is going to go. I'm going to try to make Jameson as mad as possible, even though there's a specific section for roasting. I think that's just going to last the whole episode.
Uh, all right, so section three. What happened was, uh, this is where we explain why precisely we did what we did. So when you look at these both, you're gonna kind of be like, but why would you do that? Or why didn't you do this? So uh, try to make this short, Carter. We don't wanna bore people, but why did you take your trapezoidal, uh, forgot what you said, why'd you make your shape? Why did you choose the side pockets? Uh, why did you put the webbing where it was? Um, actually, I'll ask the questions. One, why did you make side pockets? Uh, yeah, so I've had a few bar bags now. Uh, some of them use uh, little side pockets on the outside, which I find super useful for like putting like your, if you're like eating a bar or something, you need to put the trash away really quickly. You can just stuff it in there. Um, I also use uh, wireless headphones when I'm riding sometimes. Uh, I normally wear one so I can still hear like road noise and stuff. But uh, I put those in my side pocket of my other bar bags, which were made of X-Pack on the outside, and they flew out and I lost my headphones. So I decided when I was going to make a new one this time, I was going to use stretch mesh so that it holds them in there. Um, but overall, I just think they're super useful. You could actually put like your, uh, you could put like. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, I just tasted this maple Mackinac fudge beer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Um, my apologies. Um, it, this is an 11% beer, so I really hope you all enjoy this podcast. <laughs> all right. So Carter, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to talk about why I didn't do that later, but I, I dig it. Why did you use a number three zipper? That's my next question. Oh uh, yeah. So I've had, uh, I, I hear people talk about this obviously for years. Like, uh, if you look at a lot of the bike packing stuff, it, it take, typically has a, a number five zipper, but honestly, in my experience in making tons of bags, backpacks, and otherwise, uh, hammocks, like number three zipper is, is perfectly enough. It's totally fine for the amount of times that it's going to be used. Like it's just not an issue and it's also lighter. So like whenever I'm using a 5.0 Dyneema and something that's going to be a super light bar bag, I'm not going to use uh, a heavier zipper. Lighter between what lighter are the difference between number three, and number five zipper. Yeah. See, and this is where we get into somebody who does not like, weigh their gear because you like for you you're like oh well it's only you know 14 grams but that's like half an ounce like there's a big difference bar bag on your bike though like if you're going to be stuffing a bar bag with things then like the weight's going to be marginal no any weight that you put on your bike affects the rolling weight of the bike especially in this case whenever it's it's toward the front of the bike it's not like under the center of gravity so you want something as light as possible no matter what like in in any my philosophy on any of this stuff is that you want it to be as light as possible while still remaining functional. Right. So sure. if I could use a number three instead of a number five and the performance is the same, which it is in my experience, then why would I choose the heavier one? Also it comes in white, which matches my bag. That's, <laughs> that's what this is about. It's the white. All right. Um, I don't, maybe you might edit this out, but, but again, the difference in weight though, like, the number, do you find the number three hard to grab? Like I see that and I have, I, I've used number three zippers and I feel like if I'm running down the, or riding down the road or whatever, and I got to reach in my bag really quick. The number three is it's significantly smaller and the, the, the cord that uses significantly smaller. Do you have trouble just being able to actually open it in time? No, definitely not. Like, Oh, I don't know what you mean. Like those zipper pulls are like three inches long. Like how could you have trouble opening it? And then there's, there's grow grain on the sides to be able to open it up. But also like typically for a bar bag, like you're not like, I don't know what your experience is with using them, but normally that's where I would have like 
my pump and my like an extra tube and like uh, a patch kit and maybe my wallet. So it's not something that while I'm writing, I'm trying to reach in. Like that's what, if there's something that I really needed to get to, I would have that in the side pockets. That's why they're there. Like there's no reason to, in my opinion, like there's no reason to open up. I can't think of a reason why you would open up your bar bag while riding, except for maybe like uh, a, a quick snack, which I would just put in a side pocket. Totally. Um, all right. I think that's enough questions <clears throat> at this point. We'll definitely get into more later. Oh, the, the only other thing I wanted to say is on the back of mine, the attachment system is like a super uh, tried and true method of attaching to your handlebars. So there are multiple points. I would use the volet straps, um, probably with spa foam spacers and uh, that's how it connects super secure. And that's like a classic way. Most of the like burrito style bike bags that you're going to see have a similar attachment method. You were going to roast the, the volet cause we always, we always say voila and volley and volielo and you know, whatever else. I just, I don't want to roast them cause I just want some. <laughs> I have one that you gave me. Thankfully that's the one I've got on my bike. I have like 16 because <laughs> I have a serious problem. Okay. So tell me why you chose what you chose. Uh, for instance, uh, one question I have immediately is, um, your attachment system is similar to mine. Um, but I do notice some things, but I don't know. So should I ask this in a way that leads into me roasting it or no specific questions about specific pieces? <laughs> okay. So for the head tube attachment, why did you opt for only having one slot? The way I designed that is that that side is obviously facing you, uh, which is means it's, your attachment's gonna be in a very similar place. The height there doesn't necessarily matter too much unless you have a really, really dramatic rise. So I think like, you're gonna put spacers in there, potentially foam spacers or a volley strap, which is gonna be adjustable, and then you only need one. Sure. We'll go to the roasting later, but that's just one thing that I find curious. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, another thing that's interesting. What, uh, so I've seen this, this method before and it actually looks pretty clean. Um, but it's not typically one that I do. What made you go with binding the, uh, fabric in grain before sewing it to the zipper? I debated a lot whether I wanted to hem it <clears throat> and then put the grain or grain on, uh, the inspiration was I saw a separate bike bag that had that on there. Um, two days ago on Instagram. And I was like, man, I really like the way that looks. I think it blends in with the zipper really, really nicely. So it kind of becomes a seamless. Um, and I think it feels really sturdy. There's a little bit of space there um, where, so there's almost a little bit of flap where the zipper is. And I kind of like that spacing. It was an intentional choice, not just a mistake like some of my other projects. Uh, I also will point out that we were on the phone earlier today and I was like trying to guess what his bag was. And I literally said, I bet you made a triangle. <laughs> That's true. I'm a little, I was a little annoyed. I ignored it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to give you the joy. Well, I mean, I've seen triangle bags before. Uh, Topo Designs makes a triangle bag that's kind of like this. Um, but I think it's really cool that like another thing I was telling Jameson before we get, we got uh, started on this as I was like, I, I'm pretty sure that he's going to come up with a like really thoughtful, uh, like cool and unique design. Cause he's still like pretty hardcore into uh, like for instance, he made three prototypes of this, which I consider complete and utter cheating. Like I designed and built my bag off of one try, one take, and he made three, but I also just think that, uh, it's, it is super cool and thoughtful the way that you did this. So yeah. what, 
we got to talk cheating. I hand measured and hand cut my pattern. You used a laser printer. I don't want it or cutter. I don't want to talk about cheating. Uh, so I actually only used a laser cutter for part. I've cut some of that by hand. Um, and also I designed the pattern in CAD program, which is the same. I mean, besides I use the notebook and pen, baby. Yeah. So just because you're a peasant doesn't mean that I am in some way like cheating. You made multiple. Okay. That's like saying, okay, you, let's say you got a 2000 on your SAT the sixth fucking time. That's not the same as getting a 1900 the first time. Like you got six times to practice it. It's not the same. Pretty dramatic to say I made three prototypes. I did measure out different pieces to make sure the sizing right, but there are no components on there. It's literally just a terrible, horrible, ugly color of Hyper D 300 cut into different sizes and then sort of measured out. And I could easily tell like, no, nope, too big, too small, just right. To be clear, I didn't use that verbiage first. You said prototypes. So uh, one thing before we go on, sorry. Um, why did you choose light skin? That's a question I wanted to ask because I have some thoughts on this material, um, but I, I'm just curious, like what, what caught your eye about it or why choose this over the classic X pack or the Dyneema? Like what made you want to choose this material? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Dyneema and a lot of X-Pac out there. X-Pac, Cordura, Dyneema. <clears throat> well, X-Pac and Cordura at least are like the main go-to bike bags. I think for everybody, everybody has a bike bag, probably has it in one of those or both of those even. Um, the light skin is just different. It hits different. <laughs> the, uh, the color is fantastic, or at least the, the shading on it and kind of the texture that it has. And then I think bike bags are a little overbuilt most of the time for, at least for what I do. I'm, I'm not full roadie at all. That's not quite where I am, but the type of riding I do is largely um, for fitness. So I'm just riding as hard as I can for an hour or trying to cover some distance. So if I were to put this on my bike, which I'm going to put this on my cruiser anyway, I just think I don't want something that's super crazy. Like I want it to be very low profile, very sleek. I want it to blend in with the bike. I don't want it to stand out at all. Um, and I just want it to be very, very simple. So like even putting like, even like running two layers of fabric seemed a little bit crazy to me, but I wanted to have a little bit of structure. So light skin was very lightweight. Um, it looked fantastic while also being very understated, which I wanted. Um, and to be totally frank, it was a fabric that I hadn't worked with before. I've worked with Dyneema some, I've worked with X-Pac some. My current saddlebag is Dyneema 5.0. So I wanted something a little bit different. Um, but I, I, the light skin caught my eye. I thought it was very subtly um, different. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I've also not, for other reasons, I haven't worked with light skin. It's not my favorite material because the waterproofing is on the outside. And so it's uh, susceptible to abrasion, but I think it's really sexy. Like I would totally not, I don't think like, to be clear, I don't think that LS07 or LS21 bags are going to fall apart. It's just, if I, if I have to choose between something that's similar weight and it's like Dyneema, I'm going to pick that every time. If not for just the reason that I can tape the seams. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I think, uh, I was, I was between, ultimately I was between the light skin and the melange. And if you've seen the melange, then you know what the light skin looks like effectively. They're, they're not exactly the same, but they're an incredibly similar looking, um, texture with kind of like this Heather gray pattern. So, um, so now you can tell why I was between melange. Would melange be best? Best is very subjective word. Um, potentially it is definitely a heavier fabric. Like I said, I want it to be lightweight. I want to be very slimline kind of, um, just basic. And this is pretty basic. I would say, I think I've, I think I hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I think it's uh, super, super simple and cool. All right. Section four, 
titled No Regrets. Uh, basically, what would you do different? What would you change about your bag, Carter? Um, honestly, from a conceited point of view, not much. I think like overall, the, the construction of the bag is pretty much flawless. Um, which, you know me, I'm really harsh on my gear. Like I've shown you like a previous burrito bag that I made had like a few things that I didn't like. And I like wanted to throw it in the fucking trash. Like those like one stitch was slightly off and he, he actually almost threw it away. Yeah. So I'm not saying that to say like, I'm the greatest cause I'm definitely not, but I think that it looks really good. Like all of the, the attention to detail I think is really nice, but I think maybe the only thing I would change is that in my last bike bag that I made, I put an interior stretch mesh Dyneema pocket um, as well. And I didn't do that on this one um, for a few reasons. One of them, it just makes it a little more difficult to have it, have the sewn part of the, because of the way that I constructed the bag, putting a pocket inside would put seam lines on the outside. It would put stitches on the outside, which I could tape from the inside, but I just, it didn't feel necessary. Like because the bag is so small and because I've tapered it the way that I have, like it's not like you're not going to be able to grab your wallet out of there. So I might do that later. Like I reinforced the other one I did with a snap. Um, but I think the side pockets are, are like plenty to hold anything small. All right. So in, uh, uh, you would, you've added inner pocket potentially. Yeah. And I think the only other thing I might change is I was lazy. So I did have matching thread. So I had like, uh, the Celeste, like Robin egg blue thread to change. And I, because, I fell asleep last night and I had to make it during lunch today. I, there was gray in the machine, which I thought complimented it. Well, it didn't look weird. So I just went for it, but I would definitely change it to like, I would do some parts in purple and some parts in Celeste. Oh, and by the way, to go ahead and address the colors, number one, they're dope as fuck. But number two, uh, I've been working on rebuilding a Bianchi project bike from the nineties. It's like the first 29er ever made. Um, but it actually has 700 C, but same basic thing. Um, for my wife and it is purple and I just were like redid all the cable housings with Celeste and purple. So this literally matches it absolutely perfectly. Um, so anyways, that's, that's the reasoning behind that. So it's not, although it's loud when you just look at it compared to yours, when it's on the bike itself, it doesn't look like it, it looks like it goes there. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, just because I wouldn't ride it doesn't mean that it's not incredibly nice looking. I'm going to give you full credit. Like it is, it's rambunctious. It's exciting to look at. Um, just like me too. Um, it, it's, it's a lovely looking bag, but we'll more, more later. Oh yeah. So yeah. See, I see what you did there. You tried to go on to the next section without talking about what you would change. I see how that is. And I'm not going to let you do it, Jameson, or should I say J town? I was about to intro myself, but I was I wanted you to do it. Well, I'm here for you. So what would you change? Um, uh, well, no, nah, I was going to tell you what you should change, but I think you could just. Me job. <laughs> don't step on toes. Um, I don't think saying me job is appropriate for work. Just saying. <laughs> not, not with you in charge of HR. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go give myself a me job. <laughs> <laughs> This is my job. Keep us on track. What I would change. Uh, I really do wish I had an external pocket. Um, I thought about it a lot. I eventually decided not to because like, nope, that's going to break up the overall streamlinedness. It's very simple. That would add complexity to it. That doesn't need to be there. Uh, in hindsight, I do. Uh, I kind of wish I had the black stretch mesh Dyneema on there. Um, what you said specifically was exactly it. Headphones, um, 
like a snack trash, especially like that's a big one. Like if I'm riding for four or five hours, then you are going to have a couple things you're going to have to uh, stash away. Honestly, at this point in time, having a mask externally located on your bike is really important. Um, I, I wish I had done an outside pocket at this point. That's all I would change. I haven't ridden with this bag yet. I, I finished it last night at one thirty, So I haven't had a ton of time. Uh, and it doesn't fit on my drop bar, uh, bike. Well, it could, but I don't want it to. Um, but at this point, I, I wish I had an outside pocket. That's really the only thing that I would change at this point. Uh, so along with that, I think we can go into this directly leads into what I would change about your bag. Um, that's not what the section, the section is. Uh, so number five, the section title is Michael Scott would say, uh, and this is where we just roast each other's bags. Not, not, it's not, not going to be funny, but I'm going to be like, what the hell did you do here? That kind of thing. So Carter, you earned it. You deserve it. You can go first. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, so a few things here. Uh, number one, I'll oh, actually, I forgot to put this. My, my, I'm titling my bag, the, the bar rider. Um, that's its name. So if you want to come up with a name for yours, go ahead. Uh, but mine's called the bar rider, and you, you have to refer to it as, as, as such. Okay. I'm not doing that. But then also the name of my bag is bag. That's better than Jameson's bag junior, because the other bag I made is also better than this. So, um, once I make another bag, that'll be bag. That's better than Jameson's bag, the third, and then so on and so forth. you get the picture. Um, anyways, let me just roast your bag. Okay. Stop trying to distract from what's going to happen here. Uh, so before I don't think we want to go there, bud. Um, so first thing I'll say is that the construction is actually good. I thought what I was going to be able to do is just roast like, uh, cause typically, so we've been working for a while. Like I've been helping Jameson kind of like learn some of the, some of the like finishing touches to, to make his bag more professional, like learning how to finish off raw edges that he would otherwise leave open. Um, so I was expecting to see a lot of those, but there's actually not many, which is really good. Um, a few questions I have. So firstly, um, I do think that I, I get what you're saying about having only the single adjustment there, but having mounted lots of these styles of bags on different, like different uh, cockpit configurations, I think you're going to run into some spots where this does not, it's not going to fit right. Um, but maybe not. I mean, it, it really depends on the, if you design this for a specific geometry, then maybe it'll work, but I think it'll work. Okay. But I just think it's not going to sit right. Potentially. Um, the next thing I would say is I think this is a really novel, like cool idea. Like I, I, so you put, there is a piece of webbing in the front that you alluded to earlier being a light mount, which I think is really cool. But I also think that because of the way the bag is shaped and because of the material you've chosen to use, if you mount a light on this, it's going to flop down immediately and point directly toward the ground. Like it, it's not going to work. But I think that there is merit to this design. Like, I think you could make something cool out of it, but I don't think that because of where you put it and the materials you've chosen, the weight of the light is just going to pull it. It's not going to point straight no matter what you do. Um, God, I feel like such a douche right now. I'm just looking in Jameson's eyes and I'm just saying, your bag is absolute shit. The bag that you stayed up all night, like just preparing for, and you were like, man, I'm going to beat Carter today in this competition. I'm just roasting it. Um, this is good for me. I, uh, I'm a competitive person and I'm a very, very thoughtful person in almost everything that I do. I try to be very intentional. So it's good for me to take this on and just, and just eat it, you know, just take it. Cause you're right. Unfortunately, in a lot of ways, not all, but some. Yeah, not all. See the competitive nature still comes out. <laughs> Sound like fucking Michael Jordan on the last dance. Just can't give anyone credit for anything, but uh, yeah. Okay. So two more things. Number one, I think that the way that you attached the, 
using the grow grain to attach uh, the fabric on the zipper is normal. I've seen that a lot, but I think you need to add another stitch that's closer to the zipper teeth because you've got the stitch so far back that you actually created like a little flap that can trap like moisture and dust and stuff. And it's just like something to catch on, which I would, I would just run another stitch uh, across that. Um, I think the last thing that I'll say is like, although the shape is cool, I'm actually not sure how functional it is because that it comes to such a point at the bottom that you actually don't have usable space for like the first 30% of the bottom. Um, if, if that makes any sense, right? Like, so if you put a tube in here, it's going to sit up in the top. And I wish that you guys could see this, but you can imagine once you're, when, when you're looking at the profile of it. So the bottom comes to an extremely acute angle, right? So like, unless you have a pencil, like nothing is going to fit into that space, like perfectly well. You could have like some things that'll fit there, but I just think you're limited on like what you can put down there because of that. So like the longest thing that you would put in here would be your pump, which is typically cylindrical. And that's going to take up like more space than the actual pump would because of the way that it's shaped. So I think you're just a little bit limited on what you could put in here, but I know that in some ways that's probably your goal. Um, I just have like a set amount of stuff that I would always carry. I'm going to touch on something here. I think what we're getting to is like, again, the, uh, just the deepest ethos of DIY, which is you're able to make anything that you want. Like I don't have to use your bar bag because I don't have to make it your way, right? I can, I can customize it. So although we are comparing and you're going to vote on this and tell us which one is better in your mind, um, like this is the other point is that like I can remake that and make it better, but make it exactly how I want. And you don't have to like it because if it works for me, then it's better. So basically that's the sound of a loser, I would say. Basically what Jameson is saying is that, well, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good, but this segment is about me and him roasting each other. So... Take a deep breath, sip a brew. Um, I think, yeah, so like I said, I don't, I just think that from a pure design standpoint, having this sharp of a point here does limit your usable space. It, it just does. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I wouldn't use it. I would use this bag. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's pretty sweet, actually. I think one thing that I would also change is I would draw, dead to me. I would draw a big, 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 huge, big smiley face right on the front just to let everybody know how happy I am. Um, the last thing I'll say is that uh, another thing about the shape is that because you have, so this bag is going to sit actually angled like that. How could it not sit like that? Look where the strapping is. The flat side is on the, yes. is where the two is where the handlebars are. Yeah. So the way that these sit, right, this is going to connect up to the, it cannot connect like this. So once you actually mount it, it's going to be facing outward. That zipper will be facing away from you. That's a really good point. That's a major design flaw. So you're not going to be able to reach the zipper at all, even if it's a number five, without uh... – <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> um, which won't matter, like, but I'm just saying like, that's one thing about this design is that the way that where you have the zipper, the bag will actually be facing like this. So that's why I was saying that you're going to want some adjustment in this bottom piece because it won't like this is actually going to be pointed up. So this is actually going to be connected to like your stem, not your head tube. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. All um, of the color just left Jameson's face whenever I said that, just so everybody knows. I'm 100% fine, but he did make a good point. Roast me, please, <laughs> please. I feel terrible. Okay. And by the way, just so everybody knows, this is all in jest.
I think Jameson did a phenomenal job and I'm actually really impressed when I pulled it out. I was like, oh shit. Like I, I thought that was like really thoughtful design. Um, I'm only saying that because he's crying a little bit and now I kind of feel like a dick. And I just want everybody to know that I'm not some asshole sitting up here in my ivory tower looking down on him. But yeah, uh, mine is better. All right, vote for me. All right. Uh, thank you for that. This, this is one thing that I do absolutely love is that I put that together incredibly intentionally, 100% every piece is like, okay, no, I want this exactly this way because of this. Um, and I love bringing this in and letting you tell me why it's not going to work. Uh, cause I can just get better now. So thank you for that. You know what? Thank you for being so willing and understanding. So Carter's bag. Um, First things first, because this is a roast and Michael Scott's name is in the section, I have to be a little bit outlandish. And what a miserable color. Besides it being very, very, very cool, just so garish. The, it, for all of you that think it's cool, you're not wrong, but I'm also not saying you're right. <laughs> so holy hell, the color. Uh, second thing I'm going to roast is the green the green cord is just not the same green and it bothers me a little bit. <laughs> okay. Am I allowed to have a rebuttal in, in Can this be like a duel? Not now later. Okay. Vote for me. Next row. Next roast. The, the pockets are. No, they're good. They're fine. Damn it. <laughs> you gotta leave that in. <laughs> um, the white zipper is okay. I don't like the look of it personally. The white stands out a whole lot. The white on the mesh is fine because it's a white and black, but the white zipper is just a little bit meh for me. I don't know why I use reflective webbing because that is not going to save you from like a car. Like I think black would have been just fine. The reflective is not a problem, but this is a roast and you tore mine apart. So I have to give you some shit. <laughs> um, I just, it's so clunky. This is not necessarily you problem. And now I'm bailing you out, which is so freaking me, but like, it's just so clunky. It's like a freaking brick on the front of your bag. And I wish it was a little bit more, arrow i guess take the stuffing out real quick so you can feel how light it actually is it's five out on you i know how light it is and the only other thing is like i just don't like number three zippers here like they're the tiny ass cords tiny ass zipper pulled you did add the cord ends like the pull tabs which are which make a massive difference if they didn't if they weren't there i would roast you more because the, the pull tabs do make it easier but i still like number three zippers they feel flimsy they feel weird you can't grab them as easily you did add two zippers. I'll give you a lot of credit there. I only added one. Um, the two zippers obviously is a, is a big plus. I'm not even roasting you. Why am I so freaking nice to you? I think that it's probably just difficult to roast something that is borderline perfection. But no, I, so I, I totally get what you're saying. I think that, um, yeah, I think uh, like as far as the, so now I'm going to have a rebuttal because I want to win this because we're, I always say how competitive you are, like when we're playing basketball and stuff, and I make fun of you, I'm like, dude, are you mad right now? Are you mad? But in reality, I'm just in I'm just as competitive as you. So I think that the reason that I chose the white zipper is because there's white mesh on it. So there is white mesh with black lines, and then there's white zipper with black pulls. So I think that actually brings it all together. I felt like if I used a black zipper there, like the whole piece is like lighter colored stuff. So if I use black there, I just feel like it would make it look a little weird. It would actually stand out more than white. What I'm struggling with is ultimately, this is 100% biased, that I just wouldn't buy this kind of bag. Um, but that unfortunately doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. 
I guess I would actually, you know what, the one thing I want to roast you on is this is a massive bag. If you want to find anything in here with any sort of ease, there would be an internal pocket. But you already said that. Uh, yeah, so I think what we need to do here is I would like for you to take that bag out for a ride and put like what you would actually take in it. Like, because maybe we take different stuff, but that bag is basically smaller than, so if you look at what's out there, like Rogue Panda, Swift, Sturdy Bag, any of those companies, that bag is smaller than that. So basically what you're saying is that the majority of cyclists that use burrito bags, which is a lot, all are using too big of a bag. So although maybe for you that's true, I would just say that in general, based on the majority of people and makers and professionals that make it, you're wrong. You're, like I said, yeah, yeah. Adam. You know, that segues really wonderfully into section six, which is, would you ride it? Carter, uh, I'm not going to say would you buy it because that's not the question, but would you ride it? My bag on one of your bikes. You've got three, three really beautiful bikes at that. Would you ride my bag? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I, dude, I'm a, you, you know, this, you've been in my house quite a few times. I'm obsessed with any gear, man. Like I appreciate uh, the thought that you put into this and I would totally put it on my, put it on my bike. Do I think that it would function? So let me say this, I would put this on my bag, but I would know that you could make it better. So I think like if, if you were to take this, like this design, which is really novel and cool and kind of tweak some of the stuff about it, um, it would be sweet. Like, I think that you're onto something really cool with the shape and stuff like that. Like I, I really like it, but yeah, I would write it. I don't care as long as it'll fit like what I need it to fit. Um, like, Oh, uh, and by the way, the other thing that the reason that that's that big is I don't know if you've ever tried to fit like a hand pump in the, I don't like riding it on my frame. So if you try to fit, uh, you have to find like a certain size hand pump to fit in certain stuff. That bag is just wide enough to fit it. Whereas I don't think it will fit in here. So you're stuck riding with the, with the pump on your, unless you're going to use CO2, which we won't get into the philosophies behind that, but. I want to make uh, one point I don't think uh, audibly has been made yet at this point. If you, if you have seen my bag, um, then you'll, you'll understand. But the thing that I really wanted to highlight most in that bag is uh, imagine you're riding on the road, you stop at a stoplight really quick. If you have a burrito bag or a square bottomed bag, reaching in is it, you're kind of reaching into a black box, right? Where you don't know what you're going to get into. With my bag, the angle is so direct that you can feel that front sidewall meet the uh, the back panel. There's only three panels, right? It's not a square, it's not four, a triangle is three sides, right? So with that, the three sided, you can very easily access things. Um, I tested that bag out today. I didn't put it on the bike, but I stuffed stuff with it. I fit my phone, wallet, key a mask, a cliff bar, a noon tablet, canister, a pack of gum, and a cliff bar and sunglasses with still space to go. And the thing I did like is that I kind of put it on my bike without testing it, if that makes sense. Like I didn't ride my bike with it on, but I, I put it on my handlebars. And you, your, your hand immediately finds the back wall. So you're able to kind of scoop through and find what you want instead of having this four kind of this four sided with a flat bottom where things kind of go to get lost. For instance, like a phone, it's gonna sit on that angle. So you can feel out there instead of the phone sitting flat on the bottom and you kind of pulling everything else out of it. So you'll see it, you'll know what I mean. Maybe that's a little aggressive, but I just wanted to make that very clear. Um, you guys want to say Carter about that? No, I was just going to say I totally get the intentionality behind it. All I would say again is that I think you just need to take a ride. Maybe we'll go on a ride in a few days once my back heals finally. And uh, you can use my bag. And I think you'll see that 
we, we actually agree on that because we both made designs that addressed that problem of like having it be this big cavernous area. And I've chosen like a more, uh, a less drastic way to do that by just tapering it down. But I think you'll notice that like in my bag, it, it's the same way. Um, but also some of that is due to internal organization, right? So like I don't put everything in my bike bag completely like open, just out in the open. So th certain things are organized like in a plastic bag and stuff like that. So like the things that I would need to reach for are not in a plastic bag. So when I reach in there, like, again, like we're really not talking about that much difference in width at the bottom. It's, it's not that drastic. If I could change a second thing, I know I'm working back here to uh, uh, section four, but if I could change a second, second thing, I would actually probably do what you did in terms of make the overall width narrow down. Um, so then make it like a trapezoid is that uh, where the, the top is wider than the bottom and both sides. So I'd have it wider at the, or have it wider at the top is at the bottom, but then also wider in length at the top as it is at the bottom. That's probably the second thing and make it like a massive trapezoid. Cause then the bottom is the worst place to be, right? You're going to put the things down there that you need the least. So I just like line, put my inner tube, flatten that at the bottom. So then everything sits up, up from there. So what you're saying is if you could make it again, you'd make my bag. Yours would be way narrow, way, small, way smaller and way more understated. Uh, yeah. The other thing I would say there too, is that Again, I didn't make any prototypes. So when I designed that pattern, I just cut it out and then made it. So like I didn't, I didn't mock up anything and then say, oh, I could make it a little smaller. Uh, I just, I assumed that, you know, there would be no cheaters. So I just went for it. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, that you were you were lazy and you went to bed early and I and I took the time. I used my hard-earned energy to stay up until 1:30 to make sure I got it right. What I'm saying is that I value my sleep more than I value the competition between us, whereas you are the opposite, and that's okay. But the fact that you still lost probably sucks for you. First of all, you don't know that yet. And even if I do lose, I'll look you in the eye, I'll grab your hand, I'll say, Carter, you were fantastic. You're a worthy winner. And you know what? I will just punch you directly in the fucking throat if you do that. Next in six is, would you ride it? And to answer your question, Carter, uh, well, not your question, is my question anyway. Um, uh, this is hard. Can I add something real quick? No. no. Fine, okay. Would you ride it if you had a bike that it matched? I think that's one, th I think that's the hard part for you is just the colors are outlandish to you. But if you had a purple bike, like a black and purple bike with celeste and purple cables that match that then it wouldn't be outlandish it would be it would match i'm breaking my own rule here a little bit where it's like no you have to answer the question you can't add caveat caveats and i'm going to break that a little bit i would say this like i would say people should ride this so this is a good enough bag of high enough quality with enough intentionality and design that makes this a good bag um, that should be ridden I would never buy it, but I don't think that means it's not a fantastic bag that it's really, really well done. Okay. So anyways, I know that this was actually, I think this was probably a pretty cool exercise for you guys listening because there, this isn't on video. So we just spent however long this has been talking about bags that you can't even see. Uh, although, like I said, go to Instagram, look at them, vote for mine. Um, Vote for mine. Vote for mine. You know how intentional it was. It's, it looks pretty crazy. You got to vote for mine. You, you, you got to feel bad for me now too, right? I've been, been sewing since July. So I've had 
uh, July, August, October, five months of practice. And Carter's been saying for years, like mine's pretty good for being a rookie. No, I think it's good. Even if you weren't a rookie, don't, don't get me wrong. Anyways, I, I think this is really cool. Cause you guys can kind of listen to us talk about it. Maybe actually, maybe a cool thing might be for you to listen to the podcast and then go look at it and then see like, you know, kind of like whenever you read the book and then watch the movie, I don't know how that works, but you know what I'm saying? Like do whatever you want. Just understand that, um, we both love each other. We are going to hug after this. Um, but up next, uh, we have, oh, and if you guys have any questions, by the way, on like how I built the bag, how Jameson built his bag, um, anything like that, feel free to reach out to us on whatever social media platform or send an email into customer service. And uh, we will definitely answer your question um, because I do want to make another thing that we have coming down the pipeline is I, there are quite a few kits that I'm working on. Um, and one of those is definitely going to be a few different bike related bags. Uh, so you could see something very similar to some of these in the future. Also what you would do too. comment, uh, comment what you would do, what you would change on ours or what you got in your own pipeline of DIY. I'm sure you guys have a lot of ton, uh, or a ton of ideas that you're looking at for your own bikes, whether they're racers, cruisers, mountain bikes, whatever it is, tell us what you do. If you make fun of my bag publicly, we will block you on Instagram. I will hold every order that you place automatically cancel it. Um, so just anyways, but, uh, you know, don't feel pressured, S say what you think. And, um, yeah. So let's move into the last part of our segment. Are you suppressing the vote right now? No comment. Um, we're going to move into something that I've been wanting to do. So like, I, I think by now people kind of know me at least a little bit as like the guy that tells way too many jokes. Um, but you guys still haven't really gotten an opportunity to get to know Jameson. So, so uh, he, he's a really interesting person. Interesting is what I say when I think people are like extremely strange, but I don't know how to give that as a compliment. So I just say interesting. Um, very interesting person. Um, so we're going to do some rapid fire questions. Um, Jameson, do you want to do this like we both ask each other the same questions or how do you want to do it? So we're both going to ask each other the same questions, but you're going to go through all these questions for me first, and I'll go through all of them for you second. So are you ready? Yes. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Killwind's Toasted Coconut. <laughs> Say a word in Spanish. Caliente. Do you believe in fate? Um, sure. What's your favorite number? 28. Who has it easier, men or women? Obviously, uh, not straight white guys. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? All I got to say is Birkensocks. Name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Carter. Why can't we tickle ourselves? It's not how nerves work. What does a person need to be happy? Uh, the outdoors. Is there a such thing as objective beauty? I'm going to answer in Jeopardy style, or sort of. Have you seen David Beckham, the Colorado Rockies, a road bike, and Meghan Markle? What the fuck? What's the best age? Your current age. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? I would say, oh, no, thank you. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Double dipping at a party has not been acceptable 
before Corona, during Corona, and will not be acceptable well after Corona. Don't be a freaking Neanderthal. All right. Well, I'll save my comments on what you just said until after I answer them. So hit me. All right. Carter, are you ready? Yes, I am. Rapid fire question one. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream of any kind. Say a word in Spanish. Naturaleza. Do you believe in fate? Does it matter? What is your favorite number? 60. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 21. Who has it easier, men or women? I mean, I think this is pretty obvious. Men have had it easier forever, and hopefully one day it won't be that way. But for now, that's, that's just kind of, unfortunately, yeah. Especially straight white men. Yeah, we kind of suck. <laughs> um, hard to argue with that one. We'll touch on that in a second. Uh, name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Uh, well, you forgot a question, but... Just answer it and go on. So lemurs are definitely one. Humans, obviously. Um, there's got to be more than that. But anyway, those are the two that I can immediately think of. Carters, you mean? Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Are Crocs sandals? Four-wheel drive. Are Crocs sandals? Yeah, yeah. Then hell yeah, I have. Uh, So me and Jameson put in some steps at his in-law's house like a while back. And uh, I showed up with with my Crocs in four-wheel drive mode. That means you put the sport strap on the back. Um, (laughs) Cranked it into high gear, and we just went to town shoveling dirt and hiking up our skirts See that it was amazing why can't we tickle ourselves um because the cerebellum uh anticipates uh the touch whenever you touch yourself so it actually cancels out the it cancels out your brain reaction to that started out so strong what does a person need to be happy i think that depends on the person lame is there such a thing as objective beauty have you ever seen Dale Earnhardt's mustache? <laughs> Great answer. What's the best age? 60. Uh, no, what, um, I would say like, it's got to be like 28, right? Like, I feel like that's a good age. It's a great number. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Because he is a fictitious character, I would assume that I was heavily medicated on something against my will and therefore i would definitely not accept and i would probably feel like i was experiencing full psychosis and would check myself into a hospital as soon as possible uh i'm just going to take this moment to a brief shout out to all uh psych personnel and workers out there doing amazing work especially my wife who does that as her job fair play mental health is no joke take care of it um is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? If it's your own party, you do whatever the hell you want. Other than that, definitely still okay. And honestly, I don't think anybody's ever gotten hurt from that, right? Uh, so here's what I'll say. You mentioned earlier you made a joke about COVID, blah, blah, blah. Why are you having a fucking party during COVID? You shouldn't be having a – there should be no double dipping at a party during COVID because there shouldn't be a party. So my answer to that is, yeah, it's fine depending on who's at the party, right? If it's like, okay, for instance, let's say you, your wife, my wife, and me are at my house and uh, 
We're having a little party. We'll call it a party, a kickback, right? If you will. And we have some chips and dip. If you dipped twice into the chip, into the dip, I would not be like, I would not be upset because we know each other. Like we're around each other. Like that's not weird to me. It would only be weird if you were at like a party, like a graduation party for like your wife's cousin, then you would be like, okay, like uncle Randy, please stop like fucking sticking your fingers in the dip and then sucking it off. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that there's, I think that there's a little stigma behind that, that I, I think it's okay. Like not to mention the fact that if you're double dipping, let's just think about this. You're double dipping, right? You're eating the part that's touching your fucking mouth. So the part that is going back in the chip has not touched your mouth. That's not at all true. The one, the one thing I would add to that is you can very easily double dip hygienically when you like, kind of like Carter said, I disagree in the fact that you eat all the part that goes in your mouth because your lips generally touch something and you're also breathing on the rest of the chip. But if the chip is big enough, you can bite one part, flip it around, and there's still a large portion that's reasonable. However, you should only do that at a close party with very close people. I would not do that at a graduation party. You cannot double dip at a party bigger than four people. If there's more than four people, it's unacceptable, Carter. I would say, well, that's basically what I just said. But I think that you could go with like six. I think it depends on the people, right? Like let's say you're having a dinner party at your house with your immediate family. So my immediate family has five people in it, plus my wife. Like you could get up to eight and that's really no problem because these people, anyways, just for the safety of the podcast, I'll say don't double dip. But in reality, I think everybody knows that it's really okay. Like, it's fine. All right. I love it. This has been an incredible podcast, Carter. Thank you for uh, working this out. Thank you for building your bar bag. Thank you for the rapid fire questions. Oh, quick shout out to found this list of questions on Elfster. Uh, Carter found it. So just to give credit where credit is due, if you search for, I don't know, like great questions and you see an Elfster link, I think that's fine. But uh, we'll include that in the show notes as well. We'll include the beer on the show notes, the light skin, the 5.0 Dyneema. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, love is reciprocal. So let us know what you like and what you don't like. Uh, let us know if this is a great podcast. Let us know what you do with your own bar bag. Carter, do you have any parting words? Double dipping is totally fine. And if you... Oh, no, it's so freaking gross. If, don't if you wear Crocs, you're most likely going to get a discount from Riftside by the Roll. Actually, you know what? Kyle... God, I hope you're not listening. Send in a picture of you wearing Crocs with a any type of some type of thing from our company that you bought. Like maybe have your bike bag that you built that looks exactly like mine because it's the best and you voted for me. At at your feet beside your Crocs with you in your Crocs, your feet. This is scary. <laughs> Don't send me foot pics, but you get what I mean. If you send a picture of you wearing your Crocs with something of Ripstop for the next, I don't know, when, when this comes out, I will give you 24 hours to send in to support at Ripstop by the Roll a picture of your Crocs with something from our company, and I will give you a 15% off one-time use discount code, okay? I have nothing to do with this. I'm really sorry. I don't have anything to say. Well, not on that side. The only other thing I would say is quickly, I realized this last night and I would feel very guilty if I didn't mention this. We just got paid to build bar bags. Like how great is this? And uh, yeah, so just like, holy hell. Uh, 
Wow. So very lucky to be here. We're lucky to be working at a company that does really cool stuff like this. We're lucky to be building bar bags. Uh, there's a lot of privilege getting thrown around right now and it would be wrong not to recognize that. doesn't mean that others, um, yeah, it is, it's pretty epic that we get to do this. So Carter, truly thank you for making this bar bag. Thanks for hiring me. Uh, thanks for letting us be here today, making bar bags, drinking beer, recording a podcast. And, uh, like I said, it would be wrong not to recognize all the privilege that's here. So thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, to be clear, I actually vetoed your hire, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's pretty awesome to be able to work at a place where, uh, we can build awesome stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it's pretty sweet. If you're still listening after all of this, uh, I just want to say I totally appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please, as Jameson mentioned, give us any feedback. Um, I know that we're pretty goofy and we're saying a lot of crazy stuff, but Speak for yourself, dog. It's it's important to me that that we have something that's that's awesome and worth listening to. So if you have any feedback at all, uh, please send it in and vote for me. Um, thank you for listening and tune in in the next two weeks on Friday for our next podcast, which will be about something that you'll have to learn what it will be about at a time that's not right now. Was that a really good cliffhanger? I feel like that was a good cliffhanger. Okay, and bye. We created Ripstop by the Roll to fuel the DIY revolution and serve the maker community that supports it. Through world-class service, innovative products, and cutting-edge capabilities, it is our promise to always put the success and satisfaction of our fellow makers, aka our customers, above all else. We're here for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask. Now let us make.